episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt. Sorry, not sorry, Jivanisi. And we have a very special guest on the show today instead of the normal episode I do with Andrew. Joining me is the editor-in-chief of SwimUniversity.com and the author of Self-Editing for Indie Authors and editor extraordinaire, my colleague, Michelle Lowry. Michelle, thanks for being here. Thank you for asking me. I'm glad to be back. Yes. So yes, uh, you have been on the show but when in, the er- in the very early days, yes. probably last year. It was, I, I think, almost exactly a year ago, as a matter was of fact. Was it? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, years. Years go by. Um, well, today, I would like to talk about editorial SEO, which I don't know if that's a term. Oh, we'll make but, it a term today. Yeah, okay. It's a term now. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we just did but, Okay, we did it. Done. Editorial <laughs> SEO. But before we get started, this episode is brought to you by... Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like minded business owners in the members only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention, it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. All right. So we're talking about SEO writing, editing, and publishing, and we've worked together for how many? Uh, Just over two years now. April was two years. April was two years. And so you're in charge of all the articles produced on swimuniversity.com. Yep. And you just recently did a webinar about SEO. Is that right? I did. What, yep, what just last didn't week. you do you are you going to a conference, presenting at a conference, or just presented at a conference? Um, no, I'm going next month. Uh, next month. Yeah, to the Editorial Freelancers Association conference in Chicago. And mm. I'm presenting on advanced SEO as it applies to content, keyword targeting, content consolidation, um, exact match anchor text, uh, all kinds of things that have to do the, with content. What was the webinar then? Uh, the, that was specifically about linking. It was advanced linking tactics. Oh. Um, yeah. No, I was going to say we have to get into that. <laughs> well, I was going to say it wasn't even – I called it that because uh-huh. it was more than just – here, just put a link here. It was more about thinking about how you're linking and why you're linking and what you're linking to and what – the what the the goal of it is going to be and how it works into the site as a whole, not just hmm. this one piece of content that you're writing. So it's like a more of a philosophy and a framework. Yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, just opening. Uh, I was going to say opening your mind. There, <laughs> we're getting very uh, zen here. Um, Expanding your chakras. Yeah, there we go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> 
just, you know, thinking about things a little bit differently, thinking about them a little more deeply, uh, you know, yeah. like, like I said, how does this fit into the, the whole site and the gold, not just for this piece of content, but for the entire site? Huh. Um, how did you, I don't know if we talked about this last time and I think I know most of it, but how did you start doing SEO stuff? Cause I mean, well, you were, you've been editing for how long now? Um, well, off and on, uh, for almost 25 years or a little bit over 25 years, but as far as just digital stuff, 10 mm-hmm. years, 10 years, past, and yeah, the past 10 years. And what got you in the SEO specifically? Um, wow. I'd have to, I started out writing, uh, web content first and then within, let me see, that was September, 2008 by December, I was the assistant editor at that company. Um, and then from there took, a, a job, a contract job, um, managing a couple of websites for uh, actually for an affiliate marketer. Mm-hmm. And so started picking up SEO there because obviously in order for those sites to sell yeah. and, you know, uh, get their return on the affiliate links, mm-hmm. they needed to be optimized. So I started learning on my own learning from doing and, uh, from, uh, a coworker, uh, in that company and just went from there. Did you have any specific resources that you, that you kept like landing on when you were learning SEO? Oh man, 10 years ago. I <laughs> don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sure I did, but I'm trying to think of what mine were. Uh, I, I don't know. I want to say probably stuff like search engine journal and search yeah. engine watch and, um, uh, you know, following people on Twitter and just, yeah, you know, the things that uh, Moz for sure. Moz was good. Yeah. Um, um, I remember I used to watch. I watch a lot of Matt Cuts from from yes, Google. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When he was with Google. He when he was Google. with Google, yeah. and then um, I had books. I had SEO books, mm-hmm. which I feel is ironic. No, to have like a paper version for like <laughs> yeah. learning SEO. <laughs> Yeah, Something. the two most popular are probably the art of SEO and SEO for dummies. I don't think I had either of those. Really? I had yeah, no, I had I didn't no, I never heard of those. Oh. I mean, I've heard of the dummies books, but Well, yeah. yeah. I had to po- I have a podcasting for dummies book <laughs> just because it's funny to have that book even <laughs> though I bought it legitimately. Um yeah, I had a I had one that was like 101 SEO tips or something like that. Oh. And all of which it, are probably obsolete. Now. Oh, they're all obsolete. Yeah. yeah. It's actually funny to go through the book. It's like comment on forums. Comment, I was no. just going to say comment on blog posts and put yeah. a link to your site. <laughs> right. Uh which which people still do. Oh my god. I mean people still do yes, it. We we just we it. just went through two web pages where that probably were doing yep. that. Yep. Yep. Um so as far as like now that you're now, I mean, you, you've been doing this for a while now, and I think, and is, has Swim You been any different than your previous like jobs as far as SEO understanding? Um, no, yeah, it's the no, same, not really, because, um, my, my feeling or my philosophy, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. about SEO is that there are, there are some basic best practices to follow. And as long as you do that, it doesn't matter whether uh, Google updates their algorithm or comes out with, you know, a penguin update or a panda or as long as you are following best practices, not just 
SEO wise, but just content wise, as long as it's quality, as long as it's something that's helpful to people and it's written well and it Mm -hmm. uh, is spelled correctly, you know, (laughs) as long as you are just doing things the right way, you're, you're going to be fine. All right. Let's go into that deeper. All right. Um, because I feel like you and I can sit here and say that, and we know what that means, right? Because it's a, it's a there's a taste thing. In fact, that was the, like when I when you came on board, my whole point in my uh, application process was not to find out if you could type or <laughs> if you could spell. Yeah, because you know, I was finding out if. You, you and I had the same taste in mm-hmm. what was good or bad on the internet. Right. And and I, I told you this before, and I'm we probably talked about it in the show, is like I, I had a one, I had one article in mind or or series of articles from New York Times in mm-hmm. mind, which I actually just re- released a new one. Um, I forget what it's about, but uh it was like I had it, and then you picked it. Like you picked the <laughs> one, and I was like, how the hell? <laughs> Did you I know. Pick that? It's spooky, right? It's weird. <laughs> and yeah, and it was like, you know, I, I, I asked you to send uh, videos that make you laugh because mm-hmm. I just wanted to know if I would laugh at them too. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and, and I, I've, you know, people always ask me how I found you. And I go, it's, you know, I said, I sent an email out and I had this lengthy sort of application process where I was just trying to find people's taste. And, you know, everyone was really a suck up. And you didn't know me. You didn't know who I was or my site. And you're like, and you just obliterated it in, in, (laughs) you were just like, this is awful. And I'm like, yes, it is awful. You're the only one who's, who's told me how awful it is. And that's what I want it. But no one knows that, but I'm like, you know, secretly, that's what I was trying to figure out. And that's the thing. Like, I think you, one, you can't teach that, right? You can't teach taste what is good and bad. No. And you know, what's interesting about that too is, That is probably, I, I maybe not the one time, but the one of very few times that my honesty and directness was a benefit to me. <laughs> <laughs> that it worked <laughs> because I, most that people doesn't happen take, a lot. No, most people oh, get I, mad. They they can't take uh, that. You know, yeah. I I had a boss tell me one time I was too honest. I'm like, what the? Are you want me to lie to you? What is? No, oh, I that's, mean, well, that's somebody who doesn't appreciate that. Exactly, I, that's what yeah, I mean. I, so I had a I had a boss who did appreciate that. Oh, see, I, I, and he was. I mean, to the point where he was like, I, like where I had carte blanche to kind of argue with him. Like he would want. He's like, "What do you think?" And I'm like, "I think it sucks." <laughs> he's like, <laughs> "Tell me more." I'm like, "Okay, here here's the 15, 15 reasons I think it sucks." Yeah, you no, know? That's, it's necessary because yeah. someone else can see things that you're not seeing for whatever reason. Someone else can think of things that you haven't thought of for whatever reason. You know, yes. and what happens often very often, usually in my experience, is that people, um, they feel threatened by that. Of oh, I, I didn't think of that. Oh, crap. Oh, I, I can't admit that I didn't think of that. I can't right. admit that there was something I didn't know. Well, you know, not everybody knows everything. Ego. I mean, it is. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. So uh, that was, uh, you know, at by that point, in, in both in my career and in my life, I was like, I don't have anything to lose. I'm just going to, you know, That's be honest. I mean, yeah. <laughs> 
there is no reason for me to, you know, coddle and right. say, oh, well, this is nice. No, this is bad. If you bad. And the thing is, if you're hiring someone in that position mm-hmm. to help with that, they have to know that it, first of all, that it is bad. And right. second, how to make it not bad. <laughs> right. You know? And, yeah. And then this idea of like, and this is always something that I've preached in just my existence and not publicly, but like this, it's like, how do you write for humans and the robots at the same time? Right. You have to, there's a blend and a lot of people tend to write just for the robots because it's an easier, it's more um, binary, right? Oh, robot wants X, not X. Right. And so with a, with a, with a human, it's like the, I, I, I used to do this too. And I think we might even have an article on Stream university where I still have it titled this way, but there is a, uh, there was a keyword that Google told me was very popular. It was called, it was sand in pool. Mm. Right. And so, well, I, I, I think I did it cleverly, but I, I was like, well, that's not what people say. People don't say I have sand in pool, <laughs> you know? No. Um, so I was trying to figure out how to creatively use that exact phrase. And I think the way I did it was sand in pool. And then the actual title. Um, And I think there is a, and I think honestly, like nowadays, and maybe that was important 10 years ago to be, uh, to be exact like that in a clever way. But I think now you don't have to be right now because of Google. It's like what you were mentioning earlier about rank brain and how they know, Yep. They know what's going on. Yeah. Um, two things with that. And I'm going to use that specific phrase, sand in pool. Okay. If you say sand in a pool or sand in your pool, it's mm-hmm. fine. It's still going to work. They, That's only yeah. separating it by one word. If you were to put 50 words in between sand and pool, then no, that's you're, right. you're, you know, getting, you're killing the keyword there. Mm-hmm. But something else that I have done with, with, uh, awkward key phrases like that is break it up with a period. Um, so let's say that there's a sentence that ends with sand, period, in pool water, comma, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, right. keep talking about whatever. And it doesn't work every time. Um, nope. But I have done that. So there you have sand in pool. Yes. But, and it's just separated by that period. And, and But it you know, but you have to do it in a way that does not sound awkward and does not sound right. like something that someone would, would not oh, really I, say. Oh, that's you know? interesting. So you're saying that you you end a sentence with the word sand, put a period, and then the following sentence is in pool, comma, something else. In pool water, comma. In pool yeah. water, right. Yeah. So it, so that it, it is, or it in, does in read. pool maintenance, comma, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever, however it is that you can work it out. Yeah, I've done that before. See, that's so. that's just being clever and knowing how. That's fun. The Engli- I yeah, like that's doing a, that. That is fun. <laughs> that is fun. But I, so you, I remember um, when you look at the, and this is where I think like the, the there's a there's a blend and it's it's almost like you don't even have to think about it when you're writing as when you're writing an article you don't have to think SEO first you think you think writing first and then SEO you go back and re reoptimize is that is that how you do it or you, you kind of well now it, I'm asking how I do it no I yeah do it how at you the do same it time. No, but, but that's I've because been, you've done it so many times, exactly. right? Okay. I've been doing it so long now that I I have both of those things in mind, and I can I can do that. And yeah. I will when I get done though. When I get done writing uh, an article, I will 
go back and read it mm-hmm. for both. Okay, you know, do I need to do I need to make any changes? Did I misspell something? Is this you know can this be worded better? Whatever. Um, how many uh, instances of the keyword do I have? Do I need to put it in anymore? And and while I'm saying that for anybody who is listening, I am not talking about keyword density. There's no such thing. It does not yep. exist. That's a, a bunch of BS. So put that out of your head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not about keyword density. It's simply if you have a um, an article that is 500 words, you don't want your keyword to be 40 of those words. That's crazy. That's yeah. way over-optimized and just sounds ridiculous. Yep. If you have an article that's 2,000 words and the keyword only appears once, mm, that's going to be difficult maybe for Google to tell that that's what the article is about. So you do want more instances of it. But it's not, a, there's no formula, there's no specific, if it's, you know, X number of words, you have to have the keyword X number of times, no. Um, so I will go back and look at it, edit it for for content and syntax and um, and optimization. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a better way, a, a, you know, a better spot where I can put this keyword or did I make it sound a little bit awkward here? Can I change this around? Yeah. Um, so, but it's, I, like you said, I've been doing this for so long now that it's not, um, Second it's, it's a pretty, yeah, it is. It's a pretty quick process for me. So walk me through and it's, I know this is going to sound weird cause it's like, tell me how you do do things at swim university as if I don't know. Uh, <laughs> But I'm yeah, but let's pretend I don't know, like walk me through how you would start a new article. So not, you know, we do a lot of refreshing, Mm -hmm. um, but let's say we have a new keyword and, and, and and pretend that like I, you know, or let's let's just say this, (laughs) give you like a, a a hypothetical. So let's say, you know, we just, you know, the, the task is really just like, there's a new article that needs to be on some university. That's all. That's the only, that's the only direction. So like, like walk me through how you would do the keyword research and then, and then actually build out the whole thing soup to nuts. Okay. Um, well this goes back to what I was saying a few minutes ago about, um, just using SEO best practices Mm -hmm. and doing things the right way from, from the beginning. And one of those things is SEO is really, uh, anyone who thinks that they don't understand SEO, they probably know more about it than they think they do because it really is. Here's the secret to SEO. It's common sense. <laughs> so if you give me a topic without the keyword, okay, we need a, we need a new, uh, um, article about, I don't know, let's say, let's say it is the sand in the pool. Um, okay. okay. So I don't have a pool. I've never had a pool. So the first thing I'm going to start asking is, okay, why is that a problem? I can kind of see how that would be a problem. Um, what kinds of problems does it cause for the equipment? How does it happen? So based on those questions, my first stop is Google. And mm-hmm. I start searching and looking, finding those answers, finding what other people have both said about it and asked about it, whether it's uh, using Google Instant to see what other kinds of uh, queries pop up. What? What? <laughs> Wait, what's you, Google Instant? When you start typing in the search bar oh, and the, oh, oh, the things oh, oh, pop oh. up. So like if I put sand in and yes. you know, then you get this list and it might uh-huh. be like pool and and I don't know, gas line or you know, whatever it is, yeah, whatever right, people right. have been looking for. So I can see maybe, you know, it'll say pool, maybe it says swimming pool. Um so I look at that. Um start reading on other pool sites. Do they have articles about it? What have they said about it? Um, you know, how, again, how does this affect machinery? I might go to, 
uh, a website for uh, a pool pump brand and see if, you know, do they have a manual there? Do they have any articles there about here's what to do if you get sand in your pool pump um, Mm. and and go from there? So it always starts with research. Do you think you have to know the like what you just said? You know, I know you don't own a pool, but at this point, you've been doing it long enough where it's like you know what a pump is, right? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you yeah. know to look at those those things, and I'm not saying that like I need an alternative as to like if you don't know those things, but I feel like having a base understanding of what you're writing about is probably important. Just so that the, the research is more informed. Well, and that's how that comes about, though, you know, because when oh, okay. I first yeah, started, yeah. when I first started writing for Swim University, no, I was not familiar with, I mean, I knew you put chlorine in pool water. Sure. And, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, that there's a, a filter and, you know, I, I knew that much. Yeah. But the terminology and the the rest of the equipment and how things are connected and how they work mm-hmm. together and pH and alkalinity, I learned those things along the way. So with by reading and yeah. and and doing that research. Um, you also you asked specifically about keyword research though. So that's where it's gonna start though, is with um, why is this a problem? What is what is this about? What is this topic about? Okay, so now I see why it's a problem because um, you don't want to get sand in your pump and obviously you don't want, you know, sand at the bottom of your pool. It just doesn't look nice either. Yeah, and there and there's a root cause to why it happens. Exactly. Which is like it's a your broken sand filter, yeah. Right. So then that's when I'll start doing keyword research. Mm. And that is just – that's one of the reasons why I love – can I say the brand? Yeah. Can I say yeah. Ahrefs? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's why I love Ahrefs because yeah. I'll open up like – five or 10 uh, keyword explorer um, uh-huh. tabs and just, you know, start typing stuff in sand in pool, sand in pool filter. How do I get sand out of my pool? Why do I have right. sand in my pool? You know, I'll just, I, again, coming back to how would I approach this if I were a pool owner and, uh, you know, because that is, this is actually something we did talk about on the podcast last year is that the content we write is both for beginners and for people who have owned a pool for a while. Right. And that's so we don't have to write two separate articles, one for beginners and yeah, it's one. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We put it all in the same thing and the articles are structured in a certain way so that, you know, beginners get the, the front loading. This is what this is and this is why it's a problem. And then toward the bottom is the, how you fix it Mm -hmm. for the more experienced people who can just skip forward. Right. So, but I'm always approaching it from that perspective, from, you know, if I, if I did have a pool, I would be a beginner pool owner. So why is this a problem for me? What, what kinds of questions am I going to ask? Because if I'm asking them, other people are asking them. Other mm-hmm. people are going to Google and typing in, why do I suddenly have sand in my pool? Why do I, right. how do I get the sand out of my pool? So that's where the keyword research comes from. And then just seeing, you know, which keywords are more valuable, which ones uh, have have more search volume, which ones are more difficult or easier. And and then choosing one or two, maybe even three, um, which is something that that, you know, we've been talking about a lot lately. Yeah. Well, um, you gave me the term tertiary, which I now use more than I can. (laughs) Better than I can even say the word. I always have to think about it for a second. Like, tertiary, tertiary. Yes, tertiary keyword. Yes, that's what you say. And I was like, cousin keywords. That's what I call it. The best one. The best one though is quaternary keywords. What does that mean? When you have four. 
So you've got primary keyword, and then you have secondary, tertiary, and quaternary. Oh, so tertiary means the third keyword. The third keyword. The, and it, these are these are ranked though. This is primary is is the that's the main keyword. That's the most valuable one. And uh, then if you have a secondary, secondary can either be one that's equally as strong or uh, it's it's second to that primary because it doesn't have the as high search volume. It's not as quite as valuable, yes. and so on. So that's why they're they're in that rank order. So, okay, I thought tertiary just meant others related, no, like no. related keywords. It's third, it's third. Yes. All right. So I need to stop using that word incorrectly because I've <laughs> absolutely been using it incorrectly. I'm just like, yeah, when you have like tertiary speakers in your other in your wall downstairs, they're like, what? Third speaker? Why would you need a third speaker? Uh, so. All right. So you have, so you, do you go up to three or do you go up to four? And do you have, or do you, does it matter? It's like obviously some are one, some are two, some are three, some are four. Right. Um, it's rare that we, we use four. I would say right now there are probably at this point three, maybe four articles on Swim University that have four keywords worked into them. Um, you do you know one, do you know one of them off the top of your head and can you recite the four keywords? Yeah, the backwash, okay. uh, backwash okay. post. So the primary is backwash, yep. um, and then we have um, backwash sand filter, backwash de filter, and then I think it's backwash, backwash cartridge. Cartridge, probably. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that one um, because and the the reason that came about. This is not something that I will, you know, this is not for a goal. Like, oh, let me see if I can get four keywords in here. Sure. No, no right. <laughs> that came about because. Um, and, and this is actually uh, how it's, it's happened, uh, mostly on Swim University for the ones that we have even two and three keywords because we consolidated content. Yep. So there were three articles, how to backwash a sand filter, how to backwash a DE filter and how to backwash a cartridge filter. Yes. And we decided to put them all together and just make it one, how to backwash your, your pool filter mm -hmm. and put them all together. So backwash became the main um, the primary keyword, which it's, that's very broad. Um, when you're talking yeah. about pools, absolutely. It makes sense. If you're, if you're discussing pools with someone and you say the word backwash, they immediately know what you're talking about. But yeah. in Google, if you search just for backwash, you get a lot of other things, mm -hmm. uh, coming into it. So, um, what we did was, um, we created different sections so that that top section is what is backwashing, explaining the process of it, why mm -hmm. you need to do it, or you know, and maybe how often you need to do it. And then there's a header: how to backwash a sand filter, and yeah. then another header: how to backwash a DE filter. Because um, that, and then within those sections, that's where those you know the secondary, tertiary, and quaternary keywords come in. Yep. Um, and that's for two reasons: um, to target those keywords. And so that our post will pop up whether somebody types in just backwash or any of those, you know, specifics with the filter. Mm -hmm. um, but also when once they get there, they don't have to read, you know, 3,500 words because it's a long one. It's a big one. Yeah. They don't have to read a huge article. They can either search the page mm -hmm. for it uh, for, you know, they have a sand filter. Okay. Backwash sand filter and get right to it. Um, or they can uh, they can scan the yeah, page they yeah can, right you know and and see what's what's on there now um just thinking about that example because i feel like 
it so so to me it makes sense to combine it all into one, right? But I think some people would ask, well, like why why was it why was having them separate such a bad thing? Like, oh, instead of having one article, you have four articles, or you have or you have three articles, mm-hmm. and and you know why combine them? I guess into one. A um, couple reasons. Um, one reason I can think of right off the top of my head is let's say that I have a pool and I am thinking about buying a new filter. Mm-hmm. Do I want a sand filter or a DE filter or a cartridge filter? How much work is this going to be for me? Not not just which one is the best, which one does mm-hmm. the best job of filtering, but how much work is it going to be for me? So what is entailed in backwashing these filters? So I go to one place yeah. and find you know how, depending on the, the filter that I choose to buy, how much work it's going to be for me. Yeah. Um, the other thing is it's just a matter of splitting traffic. Um, you know, if we send readers to one place and, and, you know, this being an affiliate site, um, and, and are having affiliate links in those pages, um, we send readers to one page. Mm -hmm. We can put more affiliate links on one page rather than having, you know, maybe, repeated links on on other pages yep. and people can find everything that they need in one place. Yeah. So they can find the hose that they need. They can find the new cartridge. They can mm-hmm. find filter cleaner, um, you know, the, the backwash hose instead of having to go from, from post to post to find it. Yeah. yeah. And I think the biggest one too, is we weren't tackling the, the big keyword, right? It's like we were, we were actually ta- tackling the secondary tertiary and quad quadrinary quadrinary keywords <laughs> and on separate articles. But when you think about it, like it go, going back to your, uh, everyone knows how to do SEO because it's common sense. Well, I'm in the pool industry. I believe that every pool owner knows exactly what type of filter they have. That is not true. That is just, <laughs> it has never been true. And I know that because I, if I think back to my days as a, you know, working in, in the, in the pool industry, like mm-hmm. physically, no one knew. I used to say, like, how do you go into your mechanic and they ask you what type of car you have? And you're like, oh, it's it's got a pickup. It's a truck. Yeah. what? Okay. Make a model. And they always know. But then, like, you don't know what your filter is. And that's common. And so people search broad. They say, how to backwash my filter, which is the which is the primary keyword. Right. Right. And we weren't. And the problem with that is if we were and that which is get which gets way more searches than the other three. And so if we don't have an article on just the, the broad, then someone types in how to backwash a filter. The first article they might get is the sand filter one because it happens to be the most common filter. But then it doesn't make sense for anybody who has a cartridge and a DE. And so right. I think that we wanted to go after the bigger, broader keyword mm-hmm. and trickle down, not to use that phrase too much, but like the into those other keywords because they were easy. And now... We rank for all four, including the big one, which we were ranking for before, but it wasn't specific enough to that specific keyword. Right. And this is looking at that uh, from both perspectives, looking Mm -hmm. at it from both the SEO perspective and from the reader's perspective. Yeah. Because this this content that we're writing and building and, and making available is not just there to rank, is not just there to sell products. It is there to help people. Right. First and foremost. Yeah, exactly. So, um, keeping, uh, you know, when, like you asked me a, f- a few minutes ago mm. when I'm writing, you know, both of those things are top of mind for me, making sure that it sounds 
good. And it's uh, right. and when I say sounds good, I don't mean oh this is the best thing I've ever read. I mean <laughs> sure, right. I just mean one one of my my tenets for writing is write the way you speak. You know, mm-hmm. these are um, we don't want to talk down to anyone, but we also don't want to talk over anybody's heads. Right. So the tone that we try to strike is, you know, we're your we're your neighbor and we're here to help you. And, sure. you know, hey, you know what? Let's go backwash that filter. And here's right. how you do it. And, you know, don't have a hose. Hey, look, here's a hose for you, you know, because <laughs> yep. you're yep. going to need it. Um, so we try to keep things friendly and, and a little bit fun so that because this can be um, an intimidating and, and daunting thing for people, you know, mm-hmm. if someone uh, I mean, if you buy a house with a pool, you can't you know what you're getting into. But yeah. if suddenly, you know, someone let's say someone passes away and leaves a house to you and this house has a pool and you're suddenly you have this happens. pool on your hands and yep, it happens all the time. Yeah. And you're like, I don't I have no idea how to take care of this or what to do with it. It can be really. Yeah you know, uh, overwhelming for a lot of people. So we try to make it friendly and, you know, so, uh, you know, coming at it from, from both directions for the SEO and for, and for the reader, why would someone need that? And that's what I mean when I say it's, it's common sense. Mm -hmm. Why would someone need this topic? Why would someone need to know about this? What, what kind of situation might they be in that, that, uh, necessitates them having this, this article in front of them? Um, right. And it helps you to write it and it helps you to optimize it. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, too, like um, one of the things that we've done is when we look at um, the, if you were to do the research on, let's say, algicide, right, so, which is a really big keyword because it's a really uh, a chemical that people have a lot of questions about. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a philosophy on algicide and 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 the general population of pool websites do not share that same opinion mm-hmm. because a lot of these sites are that you're reading this information on you know they're trying to sell that product and so therefore right. you know why would you talk negatively about it and one of the things i found shocking because we've done this twice to my knowledge i'm sure we've done it more often and the other one was phosphates yep um we ranked number one for both of those keywords, actively telling people not to use those products. Mm-hmm. And it's and and that I think is that blend of editorial and SEO, where it's like you actually don't have to be writing the same things as everybody else in order to rank. You have to, and I don't know how to articulate that in any other format, and as like. Not to say that you have to be controversial and you'll have to do because a lot of people would say that, you know, they write, oh, if you want to be if you want to be a good writer, write something that's controversial because it gets clicks, you know, and I, that's not what we're doing. But we took it as, well, we it, it, it creates a philosophy. And I think people who search for that find that article, which has definitely got a better title than the rest. Of, it definitely stands out in the SERPs. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then when you click it, you're not leaving. Because you just got an answer. You got the answer that you really wanted. And then that brought, I think that's what brought us up to the top Mm -hmm. very quickly because it was like, oh, this site is honest. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe not even the answer that they wanted, but a different answer from what they were seeing. You know, they went and read five other articles about phosphate remover and all of them said, oh, yes, absolutely need it. And then they stumble upon ours and it says, nope, don't need it at all. And here's why. And Mm -hmm. that is 
you know, something that makes them stay. What? Whoa. Why are they saying something that's different from all the other ones I read? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and with it's not the, necessarily. With the research to back it up, though. Yes. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, I, that that article took me a while to write. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> got, an important one. I went one. deep into that one. We got um, in trouble for that one. <laughs> <laughs> When well, we used then to have it spo- does its job. <laughs> we used to have sponsors, and now we don't. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh well. <laughs> oh well. Um, but you know the the I can see in some verticals write something if you want to rank write something controversial. Sure. Okay. But does does the majority of the population, if you said to them, you know what, you don't even need po- phosphate remover in your pool, how is that controversial if they have no idea what you're talking about? Right. It's not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> If you told me that, I you know, a year ago or two years ago, I would have said, um, okay, I, yeah. if you say so, I have no idea what that is or why right. I need it, but all right then, you know. And we're so, not just dropping them off at the door. We're not saying like, right. no phosphates, see ya. We're yeah. saying no phosphates, here's the alternative to that. Exactly. You know, and here's yeah. what we believe. And obviously, like, we believe it. It's our philosophy. It's also backed by research. Uh, mm-hmm. It's also not what a lot of the pool companies are telling you. And... And it's not that it's wrong because like ultimately what they're saying and to kind of give it a more technical background is like uh, a phosphate remover removes phosphate, which is food for algae. And so therefore, like you would think, oh, the logic is if you don't, if you starve the thing, it, it can't survive. Mm-hmm. While that actually is true, uh, it's just like, well, there's another way to do it that doesn't involve that. And there's there's a, there's a lot of like science to back up like there's a better way of doing it. And so. I I, th- I think that those two examples are interesting because it is that balance of like you don't have to because what I think the hardest thing or what I always want to do and especially when I was doing my SEO course was I want to give people a br- blueprint for how to research and how yes. to write. Uh, that's an example of like not there's no blueprint for that start to finish. But do you when you do that, do you like I guess this is where I'm going to show my uh, lack of education, but like I've never written a research paper in my life. Does any of the idea of writing a research paper apply to this type of writing or is it completely different? Well, that's a really good question that I can't answer because I've also never written a research paper. There you in go. My All life. right, great. <laughs> to- um, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> this, I think you and I are both examples of, um, we are autodidacts. We, we teach ourselves yeah. how to do things. Yeah. And something that we're interested in, something that we want to learn, or something that we find is uh, going to be beneficial or lucrative in some way. You know, I, I learned very quickly how to write web content and how to do SEO because it allowed me to work from home. Right. And I did not want to work. Yeah, in it allowed an me not to anymore. work for anybody else. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. You know, that's what I need to learn how to in order to do this. Okay, I'm on it. I'm going to go read everything I can read and learn about it. Yeah. Um, How do you structure that? How do you structure the outlining? Like, if you're, you know, like, I I, is it just? I feel like it's just it's common sense, but I it kind of there is a rhyme and reason to it, right? Yes, but let me also let me also say, you know, some of it is common sense. Two things about that. Everybody works differently. Yes, yeah, sure. I, I never write outlines. Never. 
I, I don't write outlines I don't either. at all. I can't stand them. I, I that's know. too constricting to me. I want to sit down and write. I don't yeah. read directions when I'm putting stuff together either. I'll, if When I get stuck, I'll look at the directions. But Same. I can't stand it. <laughs> I can't way. stand, yeah, yeah. okay, I'm going to sit here for 10 minutes and read a book on how to, no, I'm going to put it together. I want it together. I'm going to do it now. Right. So I don't write outlines. I just start writing. Ugh, and then the like, yeah. like I said, when, and this is why we work together, uh. <laughs> but like I said, when I'm done, I'll go back and, you know, okay, does this, does this section make more sense up here? Right. Do I need to expand on this and explain it a little more? Do I, you know, I'll go and rearrange entire paragraphs and sections and everything so that it's sequential and it makes in, in a way that makes sense. Yes. And um, as you're writing too, you're also aren't you like coming up with more questions as you write? You're like, Oh shit, yeah. I don't know what I'm about to, like I'm about to say something that I don't know if that's true or not. Let me go research that part and find Absolutely. that out. And then, Absolutely. and then it, you may need to reorganize it. Cause you're like, Oh shit, that actually, no, I have to explain that before I get into this. And yeah, yeah. that's I, how that article goes, you know, back into the history of soap and the history of right. laund laundry detergent. And, you know, which is one of the things that I like about this job, though, is I get to learn a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, but the other thing about what I said about uh, a lot of SEO being common sense is that I don't mean that to say, if you don't know this already, yeah, you know, you're, dumb, you're just, dumb, you can't do you're, yeah, that's not what I mean at all. Um, that webinar that I just gave, mm -hmm. um, what the way that I explained it in, in that webinar is, um, a lot of this is is common sense, but once I tell you how it works, it's going to click. Then you're going to go, oh, of course, you know, but sometimes that's what it takes is someone showing it to you. Someone, uh, you know, you might feel intimidated or I, I don't know how to do SEO. I don't know how to write content or I don't know how to make a, a, a blog post rank. And, you know, I, this is all confusing. But then if someone sits you down and says, well, look, this is how you do it. This is how you find your keyword. And then this is where you put them. And then it makes sense suddenly. And you go, oh, well, yeah, of course. Uh, right. You know, it makes total sense now because it is it is common sense. But sometimes it just takes uh, someone someone giving you that path to follow, giving you the blueprint. Know, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And, and that's why I say that that webinar about advanced linking was not, you know, super duper acrobatics with linking. No, it was just thinking about it in a different way. How do these links make this piece of content perform? Not just on its own, but as a, a part of the site as a whole, right. you know, because I think that, um, I, I think that when people first start writing web content, they're linking because they know they have to. I actually saw, <laughs> uh, a conference I attended. Um, I, I didn't go to the session, but I saw people tweeting from it and it was, it was about SEO. And one of their slides literally said, why do you link? And the answer was for SEO. And I was like, wow, okay, that's hmm. thanks for that. That's why do you exercise for your health? Okay. Great. But what exercises do I do? And what muscles do they work? And what's the benefit? And how often hmm. do I need to do them? And you know, there are all kinds of questions. For SEO is not the is not an answer to the question, why do you link? So um that, that kind of made me mad when I saw that. Sure. <laughs> And, uh, you know, because there is more to it, there is a lot more thinking and a lot more, uh, you know, going in, in a little bit more in depth. So that's what I wanted to do. And that's what I try to do when I, when I speak or when I teach, um, about SEO or blogging or, or writing content 
is think about this a little more. Think about what you're doing or, you know, or when I manage writers, don't just link because you can, you know, don't mm. just link to the, the homebrewing equipment article because, well, yeah, everything you do in homebrewing, you're using some piece of homebrewing equipment. Sure. But does that mean you link every single article on Brew Cabin to the homebrewing equipment article? No, it does not. Mm-hmm. You're not going to link the, the article about yeast to homebrewing equipment. You're not going right. to link the article about uh, malts to the homebrewing equipment. Yeah. The, just the to get about, the juice. Exactly. Well, you're not even going to. Right. You're not. Because yeah. you're not, you're, you're not building relevance there, you know? Right. So, um, the article about brew kettles. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. those two things are linked. Mm-hmm. So you're building that relevance there. You're, you know, saying that brew kettles are relevant to homebrewing equipment and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Are, is malts, uh, relevant to homebrewing equipment? No, not directly. And right. not as far as Google's concerned and not as far as, uh, anybody who's searching is concerned either. Sure. So that's all it is. And when I say it's common sense, it's just a matter of thinking about it a little bit. And like I said, maybe somebody, you know, telling you that, um, and, and the light bulb comes on. Oh, of mm-hmm. course, you know, yeah, you're right. I, there's no reason for me to, to link to homebrewing equipment here, even though I can, I sure. could totally put that link here because, you know, why not? I, I, I can work. I yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can work that phrase in if I want right. to, but does it really make sense? Yeah. And is it going to build that relevance? Is it going to meet searcher intent? Because those yeah. links go far beyond those words on the page that the person is reading. They, mm-hmm. they, uh, you know, extend into Google, they extend into what people are looking for and their intent. And if they're not meeting that intent and building that relevance, they're not doing you a dang bit of good. Right. And I think you kind of can't even do that via robot, right? You can't even say, if you want to build yourself a web of content within your own site and you can do that, there's plugins that do that for you and you can do a link to interlink for you and all that stuff. But I think you kind of have to go into each thing and you have to kind of read it and go, where's the next logical step in this in this thing? Because I, I, you know, I, I think of um, and I don't really read her specifically, but I know people have talked about this. But, you know, brain pickings, um, I forget her name, but basically it's like she does a lot of research and she writes about these um, these these books and stories and stuff. But she it's a rabbit hole. She has a rabbit hole effect where once you once you are reading an article, she links to the thing that she knows you're going to want to read next mm-hmm. or and and links to the to the areas that like you want to know more about within the article. And so she creates this like it keeps you on the website because yes. it's like I need to I want more. I need to learn more. I don't understand this, but they're helping me understand this. And they're not just linking for the sake of linking. And then because that just that just creates stopping points. For the reader. Right. And you have to think of and you have to think of like how you would react on your own website. If you go through it and act like, all right, I'm, I'm, you know, learning how to work out for the first time. And I'm, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I I ended up on a site about lifting weights, you know, and and about using like kettlebells, for example. I don't Mm -hmm. just the worst example I could give because I don't do any of this. But uh, (laughs) this is I'm trying to think of it like, all right. You land on the site. It's about kettlebells. And I'm like, I, this just happened where I land. That's where I you know, ended up. Yeah. But that's probably not where I should be. And mm-hmm. you kind of have to figure out like through the text, like, hey, if you don't know what the Dorfus muscle is, like, here, go read about this, you know, uh, and I'm pretty sure that's not a muscle. So <laughs> uh, 
we're, so it's well, it like should you, be. It should be a muscle. It it, it is now. We've coined it. Is it is now. Uh, we're just so, going to coin all kinds of. Yeah, terms we have today. all. Yeah, uh, that's that's what we do. So I think it's it. You do have to look at it through a human's eyes first, yes. and then the way that I always kind of uh, the way that I've I've taught SEO is like if you just do what a human, all Google is trying to do is figure out how a human does things. Yes. Like that's their entire goal. They have AI. I mean, they're, they're yeah. or machine learning that's trying to f- act like a human being. And I believe that they're reading and ranking sites based on like they, like they have robots that actually read the articles now, you know, yes. Yes. and they have backup humans that do that as well. But I think that SEO now is not really about, the 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 tricks anymore no it never was it 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 never you don't think it ever was well i okay let me it shouldn't have been it never should have been right (laughs) um and it just took google a while but when i say it never was what i mean is what i said at the beginning if you if you implement best practices and yeah. do things right the first time from the get go you don't spend that time oh crap google penguin just came out and you know right. knocked my site down because i had all these crappy links in here and now i got to go clean up the site well if you had linked properly to begin with yeah. you would be writing new content now instead of spending that fixing. time cleaning up and fixing while your competitors are are passing you in the serps right. because you have well, to fix your your you know the things that you did wrong Speaking of fixing, what do you think are, well, one, what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that you've seen? And you came on to some university with it with, that was in shambles. So, and I'm sure that you've done that with other, other sites as well. What are, what are people getting wrong? Uh, time and time again. Let's see. You mentioned the interlinking thing. That's definitely one, right? Yes. Yes. Either, um, linking internally in in incorrectly improperly or not linking internally at all i see mm. that um so there's a balance yes there is <clears throat> um i can always tell an article that was written by a freelancer who was paid by the word and who was either uh not the best writer or just didn't care about what they were writing because there are no contractions um, it sounds, you know, he, he will, instead of heal, oh, there's yes. two words instead of just one. I, right, you know, there's right. another, there's another 10 cents for me. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and they sound very stilted. Um, mm. or, uh, I also will see content that has, uh, oh, it's so obvious that they're trying to work a keyword or a key phrase in. I, I see this on, uh, Facebook ads as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, and, and that's probably know, for the it, relevancy score to go up. Yes. And it's yeah. it's the same kind of thing like what you were saying with, you know, sand in pool. Mm-hmm. Here, try this, you know. Right. <laughs> right. And I just I look at those and just, oh yeah, you guys, come on, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there are still people out there who think that it's okay to do that, mm-hmm. or they just don't know how not to do it. They don't know, you know, a, a better way to do it yet. Um, mm-hmm. which the knowledge is out there, you know, just you just need to Read yeah, up but on if, it, but yeah, I mean, if you're, I, but if you if don't know what you don't know, it's 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 hard, right? Yeah, and if you're paying freelancers who are by the word, then yeah, I mean, we we tried not to do that when we were when we had writers. Well, here's the thing about about that: when you hire a writer or or an editor like mm-hmm. me, a digital content editor, 
you're not paying for the words that they write. You're not paying for the hours that they spend working on your site. You're paying for the results that that work gets. Mm-hmm. So when when we take a brand new keyword, when we take hot tub steps and I write an article and a week later it's number one, mm-hmm. that's what you paid me for. Right. You didn't pay me for, you know, 1500 or 2000 or maybe 3000 words about hot tub steps. You didn't pay me for, you know, the three hours or however long it took me to write it. You paid me to have that rank at number one. And that is what it is doing. Right. The problem is you have to be able to pay these people somehow, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> people yeah. need to be paid for their work and they need sure. to be paid now. You can't wait till the end of the year and go, well, this article got, you know, 25,000 visits. And so I'm going to pay you, you know, uh, a penny per visit or, you know, whatever that right. people need to be paid now. Right. And there's no way to, to, uh, predict what that result is it actually going to be how long mm-hmm. it's going to stay at number one, how many visits that's going to bring in. So per word or per hour is those are the things that we have in front of us, right. You know, in hand mm-hmm. that allow us to pay someone for the work that they're doing now. Right. But that is not what you're really paying for That's you're paying for the results that those things get. And the same token for writers, when you know, writers who are listening right now, when you're writing web content, you are not just writing words. You're writing to get results. You're writing to get clicks, click-throughs, conversions, rankings, um, uh, you know, whatever the goal for that piece is that you're writing, whether it's to get someone to sign up for a course or to sign up for a newsletter or to educate someone about something. There's always a goal for that piece. That is what you're getting paid for, the results that it's going to get in the end. But it's just, you know, you have to wait a little while to see what those results are going to be. Yeah. And I think, too, with that, I think, one, I look at not just the immediate results, but are the results going to stand the test of time, which is even more impossible to measure, right? But it's like, is this article set in stone forever? Like, is this like a cornerstone of our website that's like, oh, yeah, we can't, like, we'll never do better than this. Right. Um, Which is invaluable. It's invaluable even if it doesn't rank because then it becomes a trustworthy piece if somebody finds it through maybe an inner link, you know, or an internal link through somewhere else or it does happen to rank later or I don't know. Somebody finds it somehow and it's like, whoa, this mm-hmm. site is this site is va- like le- like legit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that weirdly helps Google when they are either scanning their, your site for AI or with AI or having somebody read it. Um, but I think a lot of people, I think one of the, the mis- one of the mistakes that I can think of off the top of my head is the, the length. Is I think yeah. if a lot of people write for length and they think, and this is what I'm saying about like we we keep saying this whole episode is it's about common sense. And I think a lot of people, you know, it's easier to write for robots than it is for human beings because mm-hmm. and and we're trying to figure out that blend. And the, the blend is really like, yes, there are the best practices. Best practices for a lot of people is more than 2,500 words, mm. right? That's a best practice to a lot of people. Yeah, no, you're right. And it's it's a matter of knowing what those best practices are. And or, who's to say we're right or wrong, right? Yeah, I, I was going to say, I was just going to say, or at least having an opinion about yes. what the best practice is. In that instance, my opinion my and my instruction to writers ha- for that best practice has always been however many words it takes. Yeah. 
if it takes you 5,000 words to cover every malt variety on earth, right? well, of course it does. That's, you know, that's a, Massive. a yeah, it's a huge topic. Um, if it's, uh, you know, how to test your pool water, that's, you know, well, actually yeah. that one's really long now too. Well, but- <laughs> sand, sand and pool, right? Yeah. Sand and pool. You know why there's sand and pool? Your shit's broken. Yeah. Okay. Here's how to fix it. You're done. Exactly. Can only can only be one thing. Exactly. But you know, if you're trying to squeeze 3000 words out of something that really only needs 1200. Yeah. N- no, it's, it's no, however many words it takes to properly cover the topic, not for Google, not for right. the bot, but for people. Um, it's, it's hard to, but that's a, that's a hard one to balance because when you, when you think about that specific example, length in words also can add, you know, low bounce rates or not low bounce rates, but more time on site, which we know is a factor in, you know, SEO. But I would say that if you answer their question, right, they're not going to pogo stick. They're not going to hit the back button to Google and retype in the same thing. And that's what Google's really measuring. Right. It, you answered the question. And so Google, all Google wants is relevancy. They just want to they want to make sure that the person who's typing in what they're typing in, they're getting the answer. And if that answer is five minutes, which a lot of them are, which is what Google's doing, they're stealing those answers from us as content creators and sticking it on their own site so that people don't have to click through. Um, I mean, that's a whole nother topic, but yeah. I, it, it, it's like, <laughs> But that's still it's it still makes your site trustworthy. It still ranks. I mean, we have mm-hmm. articles that are not that are definitely less than five hundred words that rank. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's really not about length. And I and I I yeah. I think I've always kind of argued about that. Of you know, oh, I wrote a twelve thousand word blog post and I had to put a table of contents at the top. Oh, and I'm like, who wants that? <laughs> who like Which- think of a. I'm like, if we are writing for humans, name one human that wants to read 12,000 words at their fucking computer. Yep. Or on their phone on the toilet. They don't want that. <laughs> okay, you know, TMI now, Matt. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hey, I'm just being realistic. Where are people reading? Yes. But yeah, it is it's it is not like it. Yeah, it's one of those things where you kind of have to balance in your own head what is what is when are you writing for robots and when are you writing for humans? Mm -hmm. And it's like, and the blend of that, I think it is really the, you write for humans and then you can just sort of slightly optimize for the robots in, in, in the, in post. And you, you, you had mentioned you're writing that while you're doing it, but because you know, you kind of, you do it so many times, you start to like, you get used to it. Right. Yeah. And, and some of it, at least for me, I've been fortunate this way. Some of it, I feel like it's just instinct. Yeah. Um, Over time. This is just something that I turned out to be good at and something that I, you know, I can do well, Mm -hmm. um, which is why I've been doing it this long now. So, um, but it's like anything, not, you know, not every job is for every person and, you know, people are, are better at other things than, than others are. So Um, the thing about the, the, you know, writing those 12,000 words, oh my gosh. Yeah, time on page. Um, first of all, that's not a ranking factor because Google has specifically said John John Mueller. Wait, what am I getting? I'm mixed up now with the Mueller report. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's it is. It's John Mueller. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Google. Um uh he, he has specifically said in I think in a Google Hangout or or he might have answered a question on Twitter. I'd have to find it. Um that Google does not use anything 
from Google Analytics, Analytics as ranking factors, um, mostly because... Because they wouldn't be able to for well, every site. Yeah. Well, not everybody installs it correctly, yep. first of all, you know, um, so it's unreliable. What they mm. can measure is what you said a, a minute Pogo ago. sticking. Yeah. Dwell time. They, you know, somebody, you search for something, you you see a result, you click the result, you land on the page. Oh, this isn't what I wanted. And you go immediately back. You just click the back button and go to, back to the SERP. Right. They can measure that because they can see where you went to from their site and where you came from to their site. Mm. So um, that I right now I don't think is a ranking factor. It shouldn't be because um, depending on the, you know, if I search for a movie theater and all I want is their hours of operation because I want to know, uh, you know, what time, what's the earliest movie or what time do they open in the morning? I type in the, the movie theater name, the website comes up. I click on it right there on their homepage. They have, you know, nine to t 10 or whatever it is. Okay. I got it. And I click back. I got the information I needed. Right. And it met intent. It met my searcher intent. It was relevant to the search. You know, there's, so that should not be a measure of that site's quality or that page's quality. Um, because I only spent two seconds on it. Right. You know, I got the information that I needed. Right. So this trying to trying to make people stay. Yes, there are ways to do that. Like you said, with, uh, you know, linking to other things that are relevant or that are going to educate the person. More. Yeah. Move them you through know? your site. Yeah. Either. Yeah. Whether it's internal or or outbound links, mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. um, we link a lot to um, CDC. You know, mm -hmm. there's a the article about keeping mosquitoes away from your pool right. because we talk about Zika virus, yep. you know, and wanting to protect your family from, from those things. It's not just about mosquitoes being a nuisance. It's, it's about health too. Right. So, you know, we give them that information and that's how you get people to stay on your site is by giving them good information and helping them learn a little bit more. Um, but trying to make them stay because by God, you're going to read all 12,000 words I wrote. No, I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to leave I'm, <laughs> and I'm yeah, probably I'm never going to come back. <laughs> yeah. I, do, I, I, I personally don't like those posts no, and I try not to write them. That's an ebook, you know, just write an ebook. Yeah. Just, and, yeah. Turn, turn it into an ebook. I yeah. mean, look, Money Lab has really long articles, but that's a whole different animal and we don't rank for any SEO. So <laughs> if that tells you Yeah, anything. but you also anchor those. You know, like you'll say, yes, you'll, when yes. you send out a, a newsletter, you'll say, oh, here's the latest update. And right. it goes right to that. You, you don't, they don't have to start at the top of the article. No, over again. no. And, but I mean, now, like once it's, once the real time pushes over, then it's, then it is just one article. Right. Yeah. So it, but we, again, we don't rank for SEO, so it's probably a bad thing to, to bring up. But yeah, it, I, I do think that there is a lot of things that people do wrong, but it's really because they're just trying to. They're trying to anticipate what Google wants in a in a more nefarious way when it's like you really don't have to go that far. You really just have to go, look, write for the humans. And then on top of that, you know, please the robots as well. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think there's just what, the way you do that is like, yeah, you you did the trick about, you know, taking the actual primary keyword, which is doesn't read like a human being. Because people may not search that way, um, and and being clever about it in the text so that it does read like a human, but also reads for the robots, and it really is just a balance of that. Exactly. And so, yeah. uh, it, you, so you are you are speaking about 
a lot of this coming soon in Chicago. Is that where they launched the book for the style guide thingy? Oh, no, that one is, uh, that's the ACES conference. Ah. Um, uh, and that is usually in the March, April timeframe. Ah, okay. So that was in Providence, Rhode Island a few months ago. And next year it's going to be in Salt Lake City. Um, mm. But that is where, well, I, yeah, no, that's where AP and Chicago Manual of Style will will announce changes. Mm-hmm. Um, they might still be at this conference. I've never been to the EFA conference, so I'm not sure um, whether they'll be there or not. I don't anticipate that there are going to be any big announcements like that, but okay. maybe we'll see. And you're, and you're speaking about what now? About SEO, SEO. about uh, advanced SEO. Yeah, because um, these ACES started out, it's called ACES because it was the American Copy Editor Society, and it mm-hmm. was for journalists. Mm-hmm. But then newspapers the started to fail and, you know, journalists were, were uh, finding themselves out of, out of work. And so they expanded their membership to all kinds of different editors, including freelancers. Freelancers now make up the majority of the ACES um, hmm. uh, uh, membership. And uh, EFA has always been the EFA. It was founded in 1971. It's the Editorial Freelancers Association. So it's always been about freelancers. So it's freelance writers, editors, um, you know, people who do typesetting, um, all kinds of, of right. uh, work in there that has to do with, uh, with editorial, yep. the editorial side of things. So what, what I'm starting to speak about now with those um, conferences and give webinars is about SEO because a lot of them are working in the digital space now. A lot of them are either, either they have been or they want to get into it. They're just starting to get into it. Um, and so it's it's important to learn these things because, uh, like I said, it's it's about more than just the words on the page. Mm-hmm. It's about making sure that that piece of content that you write or that you edit, if you're if you're just uh, you know just an editor, not uh, not also writing the piece, mm-hmm. um, making sure that it functions, that it performs a function in the site, and that it works with the other pieces that are on the site, and that right. you're not duplicating content, and that you're not uh, you know linking badly in, in, in a way that maybe is going to cause you to actually lose ranking. Um, so, yeah, so you take a more holistic view at SEO when it comes to the look at the site as a whole as, as instead of like just an individual post at that moment. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you have to, you have to, how yeah. does this site, you know, a lot of times um, I will go back in, I'll either, uh, let's say, you know, we'll come up with, okay, there's this brand new keyword and I'll look at it and say, oh, okay, so we're going to write about hot tub steps. Well, you know what? I can link that to the hot tub accessories mm-hmm. um, post that already exists. So I'll go into Asana and into the task for that new article and make a note to myself, a little subtask for myself, you know, put internal links here and here and, and you know, from this one to that or from that one to this or whatever. Um, or just on the fly sometimes that'll happen. Right. As I'm writing, I'll think, you know, oh, I just wrote, you know, this phrase, I can link it to such and such article. Um, and I'll go back and, and optimize after the fact, you yeah. know, after, um, or, you know, something else that happened recently was, um, we had an article about salt, uh, saltwater chlorinators, uh-huh. which are the, the, the devices that create chlorine in a saltwater pool. Cause saltwater pools actually do use chlorine for sanitizing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what? you're telling me well it was news to me okay <laughs> everybody out there right now is like nerds mm. <laughs> Ooh, salt and chlorine <laughs> fun i'm so glad i tuned in yeah 
But so we had that article um, optimized for saltwater chlorinator. Right. But then in our spreadsheet, um, I saw you had changed the keyword to salt chlorine generator because it was a more valuable keyword. Yeah, so it, get more, looked, it got more searches, right? Right, that, right. Yeah. yeah, it had higher volume. So I went and looked at the article and it needs to be rewritten. It's, it's one of those that is on the old. docket to be, yeah, it's old. It needs to be rewritten completely. But I, instead of letting it sit there with the, the, you know, the incorrect or the less valuable keyword, and uh, instead of taking time, you know, stopping everything else I'm doing and just rewriting this one, when I have other higher priority articles to rewrite or other higher priority tasks to do, I went in and just optimized it for the new keyword. Yeah. And I made salt chlorine generator the primary, the new one, the more valuable one, the primary. And I mm. kept saltwater chlorinator, made that the secondary. And I did that on June 27th. And by July 11th, um, for, let me see, for saltwater chlorinator, it had jumped from 15 to 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were on the first page for that one. And then for salt chlorine generator, it went from 5 to 4. So we're now on the on the first page for both of those. Right. And all you did was just add some more. Tweak. tweak. Yeah. Just tweak. Um, so, uh, you know, like you were saying a, a little bit ago, we're able to, to I like your, your term, Insta rank yeah, yeah. <laughs> for things now, you know, um, just by by using, again, best practices and, you know, making sure things aren't over optimized, making sure. sure that they're linked properly. Um, but it's also... Uh, you know, one of the, that's, this is what I was getting at while I was in there. Um, I thought, Oh, okay. Well, we also have, um, an article about how to convert to a saltwater pool. So I go and look at that one and yes, that was linking to the saltwater chlorinator article with that old keyword. So I also changed that anchor text to the new, uh, key phrase. So, you know, optimization is site-wide. Yes, site-wide. And how is this article working with, with other articles on yeah. the site and, and the function that it is performing um, both for search and to build relevance within the site, which builds relevance through search too. Yeah. So I know I went kind of roundabout with that, but, no, that, but was, that's, that was yeah, the point. That, yeah, totally. So is there anything else that we want to say or that you want to say specifically about editorial SEO? Um, getting back to what we were talking about a, a little bit ago, we've touched on it quite a bit. Um, the targeting multiple keywords on a page. Mm. The only time we do that is if those keywords are very closely related. Very, mm-hmm. they have to absolutely be relevant to each other. Yeah. The backwash, you know, backwash a sand filter, backwash a DE filter, backwash a cartridge filter. It's all backwashing. It's just the different types of filters. Yes. They are absolutely related to each other. It works. It mm-hmm. works in, in one article. We're never going to try to optimize uh, one article for three keywords that have absolutely nothing to do with each other. You're creating a, a competition within that page. You know, which Google's not going to know which keyword is you're trying to rank for, what that page is about, what it's right. relevant to, what, what, you know, is it going to meet searcher intent or not? You're going to cause a lot of confusion both for Google and for the reader. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it's about both. It's about Google and the reader. Yeah. So, you know, it is absolutely possible to, um, to optimize one page or one article or one blog post for multiple keywords without diminishing the value of any of them, you know, with, maintaining the power that they all have as long as they're closely related and and you do it in a certain 
way, a certain order on the page. You know, right. the primary appears first, the secondary appears next, and, and so on and so forth. And do you feel like that you really can't do that kind of work unless, not this is not a plug, but you really can't do that kind of work without some sort of research tool? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, you, without, without HREFs, um, I would not have known whether, you know, uh, backwash sand filter or backwash a DE filter was more popular. Yeah. So let's just say, I don't remember off the top of my head, but let's just say that sand filter was, so that's gonna, after, you know, backwash, which is just going to appear that's, because that's what the post is about. You sure. Know, just backwash. But it also filter. gives you the order of, of, it kind of gives you it your gives outline. It gives me the order. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So I know that, okay, the first Sec- subsection that I'm going to do is going to be the sand filter. And then the next one is going to be the DE filter because yeah. of, of, you know, and if they were the same, if they had the same search volume, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, matter what order. I it's also easy page. to forget that what HREFs or anything like Moz and, and uh, SEMrush or any of these other keyword tools are really doing is they're scraping what data is, or they're scraping the data from Google and what yeah. the data from Google is coming from human beings. Yes. So it's just, it's, it's really an indicator of like what humans want. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's really easy to go, oh, I want to, I need to rank for sand in pool. uh, When really it's like, if you look at all, or or maybe like backwashing, but when you have those keywords that are related, what, what these companies are telling you is like, what are the questions that these people want to know more Mm -hmm. than the others? and see, people used to search that way quite a bit because it seemed like, well, I'm I'm talking to a, a machine. I'm typing yeah. words into a search engine, so I'm just going to type "sand in pool," you know. Mm-hmm. But Google has gotten a lot smarter since mm-hmm. it first started, and you can absolutely type full questions in there. Why do I have sand at the bottom of my pool? And it's going to give you relevant results. Yeah. As long as pages about it have, have been optimized properly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> but it's going to give you those results. Um, and yeah, it is, it always does come back to humans and readers and people, visitors, site visitors. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like machine translation. Mm-hmm. If you try to use a, a computer to translate, computers can't quite get the nuance of language, you know? Yeah. Um, when you when something is implied or idioms, yeah. um, you know, sarcasm. and saying sarcasm, yes, exactly. It's going to translate literally. It's going to translate from this word to that word, mm-hmm. but it's not always going to maybe make complete sense because they're not getting that nuance of language. Right, and it's the same with SEO. Yes, there Google is using an AI, and it's it's getting smarter by the day. And yes, we are optimizing to work with that AI. But it is always kind of come back to humans and humans reading, humans using these pages and this information. Um, and if you're if you're forgetting that, you're missing out on on a lot of good optimization opportunities, and you're probably not ranking as well as you could be. There you go. Uh, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Um, it's always good. It's always fun. Yeah. Where can people find you on the internets? Um. Best place is probably Twitter. Yeah. My Twitter handle is Michelle D. Lowry. Two L's the right way. <laughs> um, and I, I'm on there kind of, on, you know, I'm kind of quiet yeah. on Twitter. I do have a Facebook business page that I'm not on very much right now. And I do have a website, um, MichelleLowry.com, which it's 
it's there. It's there. It's it's my presence. You know, yep. I had to get my name. I'm never going to give that up. But yeah, if anybody would like to connect or or chat or ask any questions, sure, hit me up or, on Twitter or come to the conference. Or yeah, or yeah, I'll see you in in Chicago at the EFA conference, uh, August oh twenty second. Uh, I don't remember right now. <laughs> Google it. My calendar. Yeah, Google it. EFA conference. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, thanks again. I appreciate it. Thank you, Matt. And I also want to thank Carl for sending in my new middle name. Sorry, not sorry. And you can head over to moneylab.co to read more about our business experiments and challenges and email Matt at moneylab.co with topics you'd like us to discuss on future episodes of the show. And feel free to send me a new middle name suggestion. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Player FM, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. And when you do, please leave a review. That's it. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Please tell your friends about this show. Thank you.